Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show and another episode, and I'm so excited that I have an amazing guest today. Uh, she's an actor, model, and writer. She's been in a firm fixture in the industry for over a decade now and has done work for Playboy, film and television, and now produces, producing, I guess you can add produced to your list now. Yes. All right. That's awesome. Okay, guys. So please welcome Christine Wynn to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chris, for having me on your show today as a guest. Thank you very much for being in my co-host here. I can't tell you how excited I am to have you here today and, and doing the show with me. I'm excited. Yeah, I think um, I love you know the topics that you've already covered. Thank and you. And I'm hoping we can do a deeper dive into stuff that you haven't. Oh, she just yeah. gave me praise, people. Did you hear that? <laughs> I love her already. This is amazing. It's going to be a great show. All right, so I want to start off by asking you, I know that, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and what's going on with you now. I know you're a working actress. I mean, you've been in the industry for a while and you're working a lot. I am. And I think the key to what you just said is that I am a working actress. That doesn't mean I am a famous person or anything. And I think sometimes <laughs> when people hear you're an actress, they're like, oh, and especially if they're not from L.A. Right. They're, they're like, like, what have you been in? What, yeah, what, what, what have you been in? You? It's almost like you should be on TMZ or something. <laughs> but um, I work a lot because I basically do everything. I've Great. done um, big feature roles. I have been on the big screen. Amazing. I've been, if you're up late at night, I've been on infomercials. You can hear my voice sometimes because I do voiceovers and narration. Um, and so basically, I take any job that is given to me because I keep on wanting to cultivate my craft. Right. And that's what I came out here right. from Houston to do. And, and what's that thing say? You're, you're stretching your, um, what, what is that, that word? You're I'm broadening my horizons. Thank you. You're yeah. broadening your horizons. Yeah. And I'm cultivating my craft. Yeah. Um, because, you know, with acting, it's a lot more than just pretending to be someone people don't understand this until they become an actor mm -hmm. they live with an actor or they date an actor but it's an all-encompassing thing because everything in your life builds who you are as an actor yeah. every experience you have to work out you have to take care of the way you look you have to read a lot you right. have to actually write too because this all you know builds your creative soul i think that's amazing i mean this is coming straight from the mouth of a working actress and she's been <laughs> in a lot of things she's beautiful she's She's gorgeous Thank and she's done you. a lot of stuff. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Jeez. happy to have her here today. I'm All so right, happy so, to be here. Good. All right. So as you know, Christine, from listening to the show, um, we just jump into a topic. You know, you are my co-host. We're going to ride this thing and we're going to ride or die today, girl. I'm, I'm ride or die with okay. you. All right. So I'm going to start off this way, guys. So you are a, you're, no, you're a Vietnamese descent. Your family came here to America when you were like one years old. Yeah, I, uh, we were the original boat people. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> the original boat people, OBT. Okay. I like that. So, um, yeah, I came here when I was 13 months. Okay. And that's probably why if you close your eyes and I talk to you, um, sometimes I have a kind of like a Texas twang. Right. But you would not probably guess. I don't know what you would think of. Asian person would sound like kind of fresh off the boat. Same you know, thing with as the people dialect. go like, hey, what do black people sound like? Exactly, you know, I don't know. Why don't right? You, why don't you tell me? Yeah, but I came here and I grew up learning Vietnamese and English at the same time. That's so amazing. I have no accent. Right. Um, which sometimes I kind of wish I did because that gives me a little bit more flavor as an actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Thirteen months, we came over here, and we were refugees. Okay, so this is this is what. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at with all of this is that. So guys, today's topic is called dating cultural differences. And Christine, you've been here since a since little child, and 
quite frankly, you're a Texas girl. I'm a Texas boy. Hello, Texas. Yeah. Boom. There we go. But we don't have that twang in our voice as well. So we've learned how to master not being too... Too southern, I guess. Mid, mid. Yeah. What do you call that? Southwest, southern, or whatever. Southern, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I still say y'all. Yeah, I say y'all all the time. Y'all but is one of my favorite thing. words. Everyone, I hear a lot of people mm-hmm. who are not from Texas or the South say y'all. But okay. for some reason, when we say it, they're like, I yeah. just heard you say y'all." It's just oh. so much easier to say than you, you guys, or what are you up to? I'd say, yeah. "What are y'all doing?" It's, it's a contraction. Yeah, I like know? that. All right, so with with the subject of matter at hand today, guys, dating culture differences. You know, it's dating someone of different culture and or ethnic backgrounds. You know, I'm I'm putting in interracial dating. You know, mix mixed marriages, all this stuff. We're gonna we're gonna jumble it all up to one big soup today and talk about it. So this is why Christine's on the show with her Asian background and my Asian <laughs> background. You know, because I am an eighth Asian people. Don't ever forget that. We are gonna talk about dating outside of outside of our own race. I I guess. So I'm going to lead with this. Um, my whole life now, I mean, I, my family, Christine, you know, growing up wise, you know, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a psychologist, and we were virtually Huxtables. I mean, right. if you ever watch Bill Cosby, God bless his stupid ass well, soul, but, yeah. um, you know, if you, like that's who we were. And so we were always, me and my sisters were always the only black kids at our school out of a sea of white all the way around us. You know, I mean, it's like, you can say it, see a white. I mean, not even blue, yeah. it's just all white. And so I grew up around that. So it just became a preference of mine on dating. It's not that I would ever not date outside my own culture. It's just, that was just something that just the way it's been my whole life. That was the pool you were swimming in. That's correct. So that's the like, best way to say it. If that's all the water you see, right. what are you going to do? You right. know? And so, I mean, it's, yeah, my aerial was all over the place. It was just one type of aerial, you know, for me, yeah. <laughs> one mermaid. You it know, was just, really simple. Um, um, like that for me too. I mean, there were some Asian people at my school, mm-hmm. but predominantly I grew up around my area was very African American okay. and very white. Okay. And a sprinkling of um, some Indian, you know, as in like from um, India. Right. And then some Asians, and it was mostly Vietnamese, not many Chinese, Korean, Japanese. That was totally new to me when I came here to LA. Okay. Like, I honestly <laughs> never really had a. Ch- a Chinese people I knew, yeah. But everyone in my school seemed, if they were Asian, they were Vietnamese. Okay, that's Houston's very interesting. Houston's very Vietnamese. Yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. Well, let me ask you this. All right, so when did you start dating? Who was your? Give me first date. Let's talk first okay, date. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is a. <laughs> She's first smiling date, over here, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> She's going down memory lane. I can see yeah, it in her eyes. Yeah, right I love now. doing this with you. <laughs> um, so in fifth grade. I don't know if you can be called dating if you yeah. go to parties and that's the only time you see your boyfriend. Yeah. It's not like you go eat out or anything, you know. And plus, my patients, were, my parents are very conservative. So even if I was dating, I wasn't. Okay. You know? <laughs> wink, wink. Very hush-hush. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess my first boyfriend was um, one of my friend's friends who thought I was cute. And so we started passing notes to each other in fifth grade. I remember those days. Passing notes yeah. and saying, um, what was the word for it then? Are, are, are we... Like, do you, um, you want to go... Not steady, because that was too old. Yes, yes, was it yes, steady? I figured like that. I was way too old still no, I don't for know. Us. Maybe you know, there, like, there was another term for I just it. I remember just going, do you want to like go out? It's always like, do you want to go out with that person? But st- yeah. I guess steady is the word. I guess yeah. steady. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, oh, no. It wasn't that. It was just... You want to go with me? Uh, go are you with going me. with yes, me? Go are with you going me. with him? <laughs> it's like, where, where are we going? Oh my god, that's crazy! Yeah. But um, so we would pass notes, and 
when we walked down the halls and walked to our classes, we'd hold hands. Okay. Um, and then the big thing came when I just got my braces off. Mm -hmm. This is turning to a Saturday night afternoon, like special now. Um, I just got my braces off, but I had retainers top and bottom wow and um i used to ride the bus and he used to walk home because he was right across the street okay but he'd always walk me to the bus and it'd be two lanes of buses and a very narrow like little thing between them and i remember he kissed me in between the buses yes oh sneaky it was a mouth kiss wow but it was a french kiss Now, granted, I have upper and bottom retainers and now a tongue to deal with. Wow, I'm surprised you didn't trap that tongue you know, like for I'm, dear life. I know. I'm surprised I didn't throw up or something. That was a lot of stuff all at one time that I wasn't like used to dealing with. And um, and so that was my, I guess, because he kissed me, my first boyfriend. Right. And then we kissed all the time, all that year, all that summer. That's great. So and you then, guys lasted a while then, I feel like, then. Until summer, and then we didn't go to school anymore, so I never okay. saw Well, that's anymore. the thing with that young age. And so likewise for me, because I went to a private Catholic school, and so we only had like a class of like 22 oh, people wow. total in class. Yeah. So now, think, there's probably like maybe, I remember at, for us, we were saying earlier about how when you are going with someone you meet them at that friend's birthday party and we had like those slow dance parties and things like that so all the girls knew out of the eight that were there maybe like the eight boys who were there because you know there'd be a few that were left out (laughs) because no one really liked them so you felt really so when you're at these parties you're just like oh the girls knew exactly who each boy liked and they're like oh and if it was like a new sort of forming thing they would push you together in the middle like the dance and you would be (laughs) so excited to do that like the whole slow dance with them Mm -hmm. that was how I guess that would be going with them and then you'd write them a note like you said the next day and go will you go with me and they're like yes I will and everyone knows yeah and And you're jumping for joy and you're like what does that mean at that age totally oh but I forgot the long conversations on the phone on the phone phone where you you have to ask your parents parents if you didn't already you have to say um can we get call waiting because they'd be so mad because oh you'd be on the phone for hours yeah i remember that as well yeah well, we talked about i don't know right right <laughs> so i would consider that for me just kind of semi-dating like i said okay me, my first boyfriend yeah. my first boyfriend yeah. um was when i was 16 okay I guess tell me what he was what was his ethnicity um he was white okay like very like it was like um white just you know, a white guy, yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes, okay. tall, played baseball and tennis. And we met because we played tennis together. That's great. And so we ended up hanging out after tennis. And you do stuff with the tennis team and you go on, you know, those tennis trips. Right. And so we just got to, hang, you know, hang out for a while. That's great. And then That's it great. ended because I was a year older than him. Um, and so when I went off, um, he was still back there. <laughs> You're like, I gotta go. Sorry, yeah. life moves on. It just but it was nice while it lasted. Right. So prefer- preference-wise then for you, like I said for myself, it's one of those things where growing up-wise, where I was in Texas... Um, I feel like, you know, you're always going to date around the peers of people that you hang around. That yeah. becomes your culture now. So, yes, for me, it was always like I didn't really start dating my first girl till I was about to graduate from high school. And I, when I was working in the movie theaters as an usher, can you imagine me with like a vest on a dorky little bow Oh, but that's on? a great way to meet girls. Yeah, oh, though. yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though, I lo- even though I called the dorky look, I was, you know, I, I pulled that yeah. off pretty good. So I was pretty stylish. But um, so she was walking down, you know, up and around the theaters. And I saw her and her friend came out. They kept coming out. And she was this beautiful, like, you know, brunette. <laughs> 
met and she was gorgeous and like and so I finally we started talking that was my first girlfriend like about three weeks before for graduation yeah and so we dated for probably um through graduation all that summer and virtually until I went off to college maybe like the first three months and then you know college but it was happened. a good first like, it was you know. it was good like her mom was amazing and these are the things guys that I'm talking about we're gonna we're gonna start talking more about all this stuff but family has a lot to do with it you know especially when it comes to dif- dating different races oh, and cultures yeah. because um your family might not approve, their family not, might not approve. And sometimes there's issues in between. And I have a few stories with those along the way as well. But, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But you learn and you grow from those things. And hopefully, um, like I said, it's just, it doesn't deter me from who I am and what I prefer. Exactly. And it's not like I would never date my own culture. And I, my mom is, one thing my mom has always said, she's been amazing and she's, she's been lovely through every girl I've dated. Mm-hmm. One thing that always stuck to the home that she always said, I just wish you'd find a nice black girl. And I'm like... <laughs> I would, mom, and it's not the fact that I wouldn't. I just, I just, I'm not, there's no one that I've ever come into contact with that right. has been of my, you know, of my quality of what I want out and of a girl. dating and love relationships, yeah. especially romantic ones, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think that you go out, You. I don't think you should go out with particular feelers. I mean, you have things that you want of as course. a partner. Of course. But it's not like going to, you know, the the market and you have five brands and you choose, <laughs> I like this brand, I like the packaging. And the, Correct. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, when it's hard to say that because... If you're surrounded by all white women, Hispanic mm-hmm. women, but you're like, nope, gotta go find that perfect. Exactly, you know, because black that's the stigma that's been imprinted in you to yeah. do that. Which, by the way, it a makes lot of it false kind it of it does. Then. But a lot of cultures do that, though. In theory, though, you As know, we arrange know, marriages. Too, well, so, that's a good point. You know? I mean, we know a lot of cultures where it's like you know, you you date within your own, and it's just like even though you just don't look anything none the wiser. I love so. things when they're organic. I you do know? too. Yeah. I really, because I feel like that's when they work the best. Right. Because if you go into something pressuring yourself already to like something, right. then it's not real because you've already pressured yourself to make that first decision based on what you need to that's do. That's true. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. All right. So off of that then, let me ask you this. Oh, um, is it a question? Did <laughs> yeah, I win something? Did, okay. You win the prize. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Anyways, we're going to keep going off that one. So. <laughs> See how I got you there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was like, okay. did someone beat me to the buzzer? Is there someone else on this? <laughs> the answer is blue. <laughs> blue man group. You know, all different. All right. So I guess what I'm being asked you now. So over time, though, like I said, you what we're, what we're getting at right now is that you just have whatever your type of person is, it could come in all different packages. I'm assuming that you've dated outside of your race. And here's a, here's a very basic question. Have you dated within your own? I have. Okay. That was my first real, real boyfriend. Okay. We were together for four years, all through college. Wow. Four yeah. years. Oh, but here's the thing. Okay. He was my same race. We were Vietnamese, mm-hmm. but he was North Vietnamese, and I'm South Vietnamese. Okay. And I'm, I'm not trying to make this a political and a back to the Vietnam War thing, mm-hmm. but in a way it was. Okay. Because we spoke English with each other, right? Because we met each other in school. And rarely would we speak Vietnamese, and his Vietnamese wasn't as good as mine. (laughs) But when he did speak it, I realized it was a bit different. Right. So North Vietnamese and South Vietnamese are night and day. That's pretty. It is like if you ever talk to you go to Louisiana, you talk to a real Cajun person. Right. They're speaking English. Yeah. But it's like mm, very broken, very like what what are you saying? It's very interesting Mm -hmm. the um, the dialect. You know, it's kind of like if you um, well, just like being in England. 
England. I mean, you got like yes. the south part of England versus like the north, and that's yes. just huge. The Cockney style versus like the traditionally. That's a great yeah. way mm-hmm. to um, compare it. Yeah. And so um, I never noticed that, but I did. It, but then my parents met him. Okay. And they're like. Mm-mm. No. He's North Vietnamese. Okay. And I was like, huh? As in, no, they didn't, they, like, you're saying that they, they just remembered, like, North Vietnam of, and South Vietnam that. and the war. Yeah, they're still back in the day. I'm they're just still like, back That's why in we the came day, here. you know? And because I'm talking, we were the boat people. Okay. And so there's a lot of, um, I don't remember much about the war at all, actually nothing. Okay. Because I was too young, but... For certain people of a certain age, that's major for them. Right. You know, especially if you have to flee. And when it's kind of like the Civil War. And it was a Civil right. War. I'm sure. You know? And so there was still some harboring of emotions. And, I get that. And it's know, very hard to pa- see past that Very hard. And my dad parents. was military. So, he was in the Secret Service there, too. Wow. So for him, it just he relives all that stuff. And he really had a hard time with it. Like, okay. I got thrown out of my house. So how did... Okay, so but these four years you were dating, and when did they meet him after, through those four years, was it at the beginning, like like two years in? Like how- they met him because um, he always came to pick me up. Okay, because I always used to be like, oh, I should just meet somewhere. But he was like, let me just pick you up, and I was like, yeah, let me just pick you. Right. And Vietnamese. how long? How far along was that into the relationship? Um, probably like a couple months in. Okay, and that's know? when the parents met him. It's not like I brought him inside, but they ran outside to see who... Because I would always run out to get into the car. And eventually, they just came out with me because I was just like... And plus, I was staying out a little bit later, like midnight, you know? And so they're like, well, we want to see who's taking you and bringing you home. And they met him. He was very super sweet. Yeah. But then my parents, if they say an Asian person, they'll immediately start speaking Vietnamese. Oh, got it. Whether okay. you're Chinese, Korean, okay. or whatever. Just to, see if, just to see if you can somewhere pick up whatever they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is when you do, if they just light up. You know, it's kind of okay. like how your mom was like, yes. why don't you find a nice black That's girl? That's correct, yeah. That. God, if I, if I ever did that, just imagine, she would have probably dropped dead a long time ago. I mean, so she died a few years ago. Oh, but she would she start, like, like, yeah. you know, like um, putting together the wedding gown oh or sorry, the wedding party. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they met him and then they heard his dialect and they didn't say anything. But that night when I got back, I distinctly remember it because I was like thinking, I was a little late. Right. And my parents, whenever I do something wrong, we have a sitting room in our house. Okay. It's like the foyer before the living room. There's two chairs there, and they're always sitting there. Oh, it's man. It's like judge and jury. Yeah. And it always scares me because I feel like this can't be good, oh. you know? And so they asked me to come sit in that room, and they sat down, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I figure I'd just get grounded again. I was used to it. For being late, but they're like, um, so we want to talk to you about the boy, the boy, and so they said he's not good for you. Wow. And it's just the first time we met him, okay. you know. I, and I was, I couldn't understand why. And he said, well, first of all, he's Nui, Nui back, and that means North Vietnamese. Okay. And so at that point, I really didn't understand the whole North South thing, especially living in america for so long right um but my parents are just like yeah they're not good people and i don't want anyone my parents are both past god bless their souls but um and i don't want to make them look bad as that's just who they were of course but it's a different generation but it's no different why once again why i wanted to do this topic with you it's no different where back in um you know as i mean i could go back just probably even 
what, 20 years ago, you know, it's just, it's no different from like how the South would view a white person dating a black person or vice versa, you know, back yeah. in the forties and fifties and even beyond that, it was just unfathomable, you know, and just, and to get married, that would just be like, and the teenagers you know, and the young, younger people, they like, they don't understand why the older generation mm-hmm. keeps on proliferating right. these values that they have, right. you know? And so it was really hard. And so I, at that point, had to pretend I wasn't going out with anymore because okay. in an Asian family, you listen to your parents. Okay. Did you did you tell him? No. You didn't tell no. him? No. And I the thing is, he here's the done. craziest thing. Right. His parents loved me. Okay. I spent so much time at his house. Right. Like, basically, we spent... If we were to go hang at someone's house, it was always his house. See, that's great. You know? I mean, it, it's like that a lot. You know, and I, I can tell a story of like a few girls that I dated. Like, um, you know, for me, going to college, first time away and things like that. Now, you have a big melting pot, of a, more of a melting pot than what I was. Yeah. And so um, when I started dating, you know, obviously, um, some of the few white girls that I dated there, most of them were amazingly great. I met their parents. They were amazingly great. Now, there were two girls, one, for instance, that I, that, uh, that I at school where we were dating for probably six months. And then she actually, and she was um, a year older than me. And then when she went home for um, the winter break, um, she came back. She was supposed to have come back like maybe a week early. And you could, you know, we're in apartments by then as well. Right. But she didn't come back a week early. And then she, when she got there, she broke up with me. And it was because she said that her parents didn't approve because she went home and she told her parents. That's crazy, And right? she was from, I think she was from um, South Carolina. And her parents. How old were you at this age? I was, um, I was probably 20 I at this so point. I was so young still. Yeah. And it's like. It crushes you. Yeah, and it, and I was just like, but but what but she why? did was when she did, told me that she goes, you know, she goes, my parents don't approve. I can't see you anymore. Mm-hmm. But then when she got back, it was just like she we we tried to do it for another three months. She goes, you know what? She goes, I don't I don't care. I, I I'm really in love with you. I, I just I just that. like being with you. And my parents, they I don't you know, it's like I don't really yeah. care what they say because I feel like you know, and not not that I wanted her to defy her parents because I would never want anyone to do that. Totally. But at the same time, I used to have this thing where I used to say to all the girls that I dated, I'm not dating your parents. I'm dating you I love that you know and so 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 it's like so it's your decision on what you want to do and at the same time you know I let her go because I could just tell she it was it was eating her up inside so I had to break up with her it's their fault yeah because you guys were happy and they put an unnecessary burden on your relationship and her right and there's been a few instances like that where I've actually have changed parents minds as well you know where you know you you were one of my extra friends but that's a burden on you too but it's not though but you know the thing is you always want the parents to like you, of but when you have you to do. go beyond and above, yeah, what just who you are for right. something that you can't do anything about. But see, but that's what you're saying above and beyond. It's more like for me, I don't feel like for myself personally, I don't, I never feel like I'm going above and beyond. It's like my thing is like just wait till they meet me and then yeah. they'll understand, you know. And so the past few girlfriends were, I remember my Amarillo girlfriend, for instance, you know, her family, you know, she was a big prominent, um you know, cattle, oil money, and everyone knew her family in Amarillo. Right. And when I flew in from Dallas to Amarillo, Christine, this one time, I got off the plane. Everyone knew that who was getting off the plane to oh, come wow. see Meredith. Is Amarillo and a big city? Amarillo, it's, you know, I mean, it's a small, you call a small town big city. I, gotcha, I guess that's okay. the, you know what I mean? It's, but is, is it like a kind of place where everyone knows everyone's that, business? Yes, that's so, true. Yeah. That's very true. Even more so, so. I get off the plane and I see her talking with um with her dad and a friend. And I, you know, and I'm very always very aware of my surroundings. I know exactly where I am. And I and she looks at me from afar, but she had the smile look on her face with those eyes going like, don't go, like, oh my God, oh my God, like freaking out. And I waited 
on as the in side. don't mess us up or well just no like- as in like we don't like she wasn't sure how like her dad's friend or whatever she just i just knew that i had to stay away for a minute Oh, you know, did you just have to I, walk I, by? No, I, I, I just waited until he left. And then oh, when wow. then when he left, then I walked her down and she's like, Dad, this is Chris, da-da-da. And he's like, hey, oh, how you doing, wow. da-da-da. So now her mom was the one that was actually a tough cookie to break because I knew because, you know, she's of an of an heir, of a social heir there in that city. And so now here's her daughter late in this black guy. And people were now wondering, who's this guy, who's this guy? I right. was at the country club and then I went from here. I mean, I, in three days, I was all over that city. Yeah. And by so on that Monday, Sunday night, she goes, well, Chris, she goes, I have to go go to Vegas with my dad for business, da, da, da. And I was in, you know, during my modeling days, I was like, you know, I had nothing to do. So she goes, what are you going to do? I'll be back on Wednesday. I go, can I stay here and hang out? She goes, you want to stay here? I go, yeah, I want to hang out with your friends. So (laughs) I ended up- You're such a free spirit. So Christine, I stayed, so she made an apartment in the back of her, of this huge mansion house they had, right? So I ended up the next, that day, staying for two days, hung out with her mom, got, you know, and her mom was giving me that look where it was just like, now me and her mom are tight because she understood and she was just like, oh my God, you're just an amazing guy. All of her friends were thought I was amazing. So when she got back in town that Wednesday, I was walking down the street with all yours, hi, Chris. Hey, Chris, like old people, young people. Hey, yeah. Chris. And she's like, what the fuck is going on here? And I, I go, love that. They love me here. Yeah. You know, and so I. You was just you, though. And that's yeah. what I mean. You can always change someone's mind about who you are if you're just yourself. If and you're that's real. why I never go above and beyond. It's like, I'm not. My job is never to prove a point to someone that I'm dating. Okay. It's just that I'm I'm, I'm going to be who I am. I get you. So you are. I get it. You're right. not going above and beyond because. When people go above me, I think they, they stretch who they are. Right. It's almost like, you know, more. they say like like an animal smells hard. fear. You know, like like a, like yeah. they always smell fear. Like if someone, they'll smell when you're do, going when above you're and beyond and, and doing too much. And you can't keep a charade no. or you're above and beyond That's too correct. long. You always have to get back to who you are. So I get what you're right. saying like, now. It's yeah. what you see is what you get. And it's been like like with my current girlfriend, you know, I mean, she's amazing. Like her mom, like, I, you know, I went back to Louisiana. And one thing she said was like, oh, Chris, she goes, you know, we started redating again. She goes. Uh, you will never come back to Louisiana with me because, you know, I just don't, like, you won't meet the rest of my family. There's certainly people you'll meet. Yeah. And then, so this past year, right before COVID hit in November, she goes, uh, it's been reunion time. She goes, you're coming with me. I go, oh, I yeah. So I went to Louisiana with her and I, we stayed, you know, with her mom and her mom's amazing. I love her mom to death. And then, yeah. but they took me to meet the whole family because it was her, her mom's, it was grandma's like, uh, I can't believe 90 or something birthday. Yeah. And so there's like 80 to 90 family members what there. What an honor though. So Christine, here's the funny part so I'm getting there right I'm just working the room and da 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 and so by the end of the night Jamie always said that there's two or maybe three people that she suspect that might be a little racist uh-huh. you know and so but by the end of the, by the next day um, she go, she told me she goes those three people go oh my god your boyfriend is the most coolest awesomest guy I've ever met he's you you're, you did well I'm really happy for you you're changing minds and that's my job one smile life. at a time right? right and this is what I'm getting at guys so for me this is why I particularly wanted to do this this, this episode in particular because I know there's a lot of interracial dating. I know there's a lot of mixed cultural datings and and I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's like just mixing the world today with the kids coming up, you know, all these mixed races and things like that. It just makes the world a better place for everyone, you know, because it's it not does. like there's like this side of the fence or that side of the fence. Even for you with the North, South Korea, that's all ended now, you know, yeah. and I'm sure there's probably still some older people who have that stigmata just as well as like with the whole Holocaust or whatever it is, you know, there's still bad feelings about a lot of things and even mm-hmm. with the blacks in the south but, but you can't be afraid you to cannot be afraid kick down those barriers right. or push them down a little bit that's correct you know because at one point you know my parents had kicked me out of the house my dad had kicked me what out did of, you house do? Because of that i want to stay with my friends and i was like yes 
freedom. <laughs> right. You know? You wanted that freedom. I, I kind of was hoping for that freedom. It lasted like a good week. Okay. Weekend. I'm Longer sorry, than I thought it would weekend. last. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, well, I'm more like a, a little over a weekend before my mom was like, oh, no. Yeah, come back not, home. Yeah. Come back home. She, she, she actually set you out to to be free. And they're like, yeah. oh, what did we just do? I think, yeah, she always, my mom was always pretty much head of the household. Okay. My dad always lost his temper and my mom would let him fizzle down and then she put things back in order. Oh, that's great. But, um, but after that, you know, I was open all okay. the time then because I'm like, it's not going to change. Gotcha. You know, because they, he had thought that he threw me out and I'd be like, no, don't. And let me just stay here. Let me tell this person to go. And I was like, no, I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go do my thing. You know, and if you're not happy with it, well, that's just what it is. I'm an adult now and I can make my own choices. Gotcha. And if this person is bad for me, if you give me a better reason for, for me not to see them, then I'll, you know, I'll stand up for it. Gotcha. But it's like his parents loved me. That's great. And I just felt so bad because I'm like, no one should be judged on something that they had no right. hand in. But the funny thing you know? is that you understood the reasoning why, oh, you know, I totally from their side, which is it. great. So you let know? me ask you, so off of that, though, with his family loving you so much, out, through previous relationships after that, after mm-hmm. that and everyone you dated, did you ever feel like, you know, like like one thing my mom always said, she goes, you know, when I, especially like when I went to Amarillo, uh-huh. same as if I went to Louisa, she goes, you know, just always be aware of your surroundings. And I go, mom, mm-hmm. I'm always aware. I'm always looking around. And I, and I notice if it's, if it's a bad situation, you know, I wouldn't put myself in a bad situation. Situation. Have yeah. you ever felt that with anyone you've ever dated that's like, you know, you're looking over, not that you're looking over your shoulder, but, you know, you might be being judged. You might be feeling like a little, not, I, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but you, you're noticing your surroundings. And, and how um, do you handle that? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think for me, I'm very quick like you to notice where I am and to kind of put everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always really been good socially. Not because I'm just a really good as in interacting with people. Yeah. I've got a great energy, by the thank way. You. Yeah, amazing. I seem to, I come in always being who I am. Um, and I don't get intimidated very easily in social situations. That's great. Um, yeah, I just don't. But I come in and there's always that feeling of being judged right when you meet somebody, especially when you meet someone's family. Yeah. And I'm always on my P's and Q's. But I love families so much that whenever I meet someone's family, immediately I kind of see them as my family. Oh, that's great. And I give them that love, that care, that respect. It might sound hokey when you just first meet people, but if it's with some I love yeah. and I meet who they care about, immediately I care for those people okay. too. And I think it comes off. Have you and felt it, resistance sometimes from the family? Um, like, could you feel that from them? You know, I don't think I ever have That's really. That's great. I've, I've, I've felt a kind of um, a distance. Right, okay. Not resistance, but a, but a bit of a distance. But okay. like you said, with, you know, your Amarillo girlfriend's mom, just being around them, all of a sudden, it was just like, are you bringing Christine? Yeah, they, you know? they, they, they accept you. It's they start like, to as accept a part of, you of to your the family, point the where, yeah, yeah, where, you know, I find them talking to me more than to my boyfriend That's really funny. whenever I go hang out with them. All of a sudden, <laughs> they're like, you know, the nieces and nephews are like, oh, Christine, come here. Come look at this. Come do this with me. You know, and it makes me feel really good. But I've never... I know I've always been judged, and mm-hmm. I'll always be judged, but my mom said something to me once, um, just because I used to do um, beauty pageants, and I used to do a lot of theater and drama, and I'd get flack for it, okay. you know, from other Asian parents, like, they would say to her, why isn't she, like, you know, studying more, and what is all this drama stuff? My mom always said, 
don't worry about it. I can handle that part. And she says, you will always be judged yeah. by these people, by people you hang out with, your friends, your professors. Right. She said, always do what makes your heart sing and you will not care and they will catch up. That's amazing. You know, yeah. my mom and, was always saying so. And it was true. Right. You know, because but this is why who judged. you are today. I mean, yeah. it's like your energy's like off the chart. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm just Thank happy you're you. here. Like I said, you, you're, you're just like amazing. And, and I, and I hear what you're saying because it takes a, it takes a person who really knows themselves mm-hmm. in order to be comfortable in their own skin to just be and and people will flock to you. Oh, and yeah. this is why I know like, like with dating outside your race in that sense though, you know, it's just like, you just, just, it's, I don't make it weird. I, and know, I, don't I don't either. Right. I don't either, you know, at all. And I think that's amazing. You know, and another thing I'm going to go talk about too, which makes it really amazing is the fact that I love the fact that the world is, um, you know, like, you know, you're seeing more mixed couples and, and races in movie and television and things mm-hmm. like now, even like in high school versions or like married couples and commercials now. Commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. And I'm telling you, they do that. It's a conscious decision because, you know, as an actor and also helping out doing casting, I see the breakdowns, which is our audition notes, who they're looking for. Okay. And they're looking back in the day, you know, when they say family, I I would always immediately put myself out of it because it would have to be an all Asian family. Right. That wasn't going to happen in commercials and like, you know, broadcast TV a lot. You'd always have to be the friend or something. But now um, they say family and they will put every race and they will say, we would like to see some mixed couples and Love mixed families. They actually say this. So it's nice for me to see, because for commercials, these are companies. Right. And when companies, you know, and the world at large, not just the creative community or the sensitive community or the, you know, the, um, the ethnic communities. Right. But when the world at large the business people, when they start recognizing and reeling that they have to address this and how they act, it's a wonderful thing. That's great. You yeah. know? It's great to see it, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I just love when I see other couples walk down the street of all different, like, shapes, see, did colors, Did you see this much in Texas? I didn't see this much. No, I mean, well, it's it's like, but... I came out here and I was like, oh. Yeah, and that's why. That's why, like, like for me, like, London, like, you know, France, oh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, you can go as far as Brazil because the culture is just mixed of all those different races anyways, but it is a lot here because LA's you know California it's in itself is a big pot. melting pot you know yeah. especially with like the LBGTQ community oh, and all yeah. that stuff as well I mean you get so many different types that are just putting themselves together and and it's better now I mean it, everything rolls with the times yeah. New York's like Texas that now. but you get it more in the major metropolitans for sure you totally bigger do. Cities. and I'm happy when I go home to Houston now mm-hmm. I see it's just everything has evolved so yes, much it has. and it makes yeah. me so happy uh, me but too. It, it's cool though that I don't know about you but I kind of enjoy the fact that I I grew up how I did and I've been able to see the change and it's pretty much a positive change. No, it it has. Despite everything that's happened in the world over the past year and a half, you know, with COVID and George Floyd and all this stuff like that. I mean, I feel like it's brought it down just a little bit. But I mean, once again, if things just, if they continuously evolve, it'll go back to the way it was because it always does. Yeah. And we just keep moving forward. You know, I mean, you we, have to keep moving forward. Yeah. But think, well, you can't can't brush things under the rug. No. It's kind of being in a relationship and you get upset, but you just let it go. You let it go and you let it go. And then all of a sudden one day, you know, it just blows yes, up to when you say something you can't take back. <laughs> you know, that's the craziest thing. That's or true. you just you you don't let the other person change. 
the bad behavior because you never let them know it's bad behavior. Right. So I'm, I'm not happy for some of the tragic events that have happened, but the fact that, especially with media, that everybody saw it mm-hmm. and that people saw it and they said something about it. That's true. Well, and and great. we've come together as one complete, like, just like, we've come together as human beings and yes. we fought all together for a cause, which is unbelievable. You know, you've touched upon something and I'm going to ask you this. So when you're with your, like, you know, let's say your significant others, all your partners and all this and okay. that, with the cultural differences and ethnicities and all this stuff, do you ever like sit there and you, you know, like we can, so for instance, like for me with my girlfriends, I always try to talk black and be like, yo, man, I can say this and this and this and, and just to make them laugh. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, or you pull out some black card or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You just go, well, pff, I can do that because I'm black. Like, oh, like I'm what, very, what are you going to do? I'm like super self-deprecating. <laughs> and the thing is, comedy is my background. Yeah. Too, and I, I think I grew up just, I just want to make everyone laugh. Okay. That made me, if I could laugh at myself first, no one could hurt me. Right. But also, if I can make you laugh, you're going to like me. See? You know? Good yeah. Point. I love and that. So I'm always like hitting the Asian jokes first for myself. Right. You know? But what do your partners say when you do that? Do they giggle with you? Do you ever make them feel uncomfortable? Do you ever say something you're No, like this your is what they're just doing. <laughs> Can't believe you just said that. And I always, I pull this card. I'm Asian, so I can. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. And then, but then I look at them and I'm like, you can't. <laughs> seats, exactly, exactly. This is, that is so funny and so very true. I have, so I have uh, two, one of my um, really good couple friends, you know, this is a couple that's married, so you're going to love this one. She's of Indian descent, you know, from India, and yeah. um, and he's of, um, he's Chinese, uh-huh. and they're married. They've been married for a while. They're the most amazing couple, because if you ever saw these two together, like, and, and, and what I'm getting at right now is they had... Talking about cultural differences, Ooh. bringing them together. That, yeah. I mean, meshing their way that they cook, meshing the way that they live their lives. Their wedding in itself, you know, it's like, you know, with oh Indian weddings, it's a three-day event where, you know, where she has like an event the first day and then the next day, like putting on henna. Super tattoo. traditional. Super traditional. Yeah. And then, he, and I, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was doing right by him by telling, asking him yesterday, saying, look, I'm going to probably be sharing a lot of your stuff on my podcast with this with this topic today. And, and I go, how was the wedding again? And, and he even said that they blend of his Asian culture in That's those days beautiful. as well, which is like, I mean, can you imagine an Asian that Indian is a wedding? Gorgeous aesthetically, first yeah. of all, wedding. like the clothes that they like she put on, oh and then my, for him, the food was probably yeah. out of this world, right. and I'm sure it was huge. Yeah, as it in was attendance. a big wedding. Yeah, a big <laughs> wedding. But just imagine, just like the, just how do you, how do you combine that the, the, yeah. the work that they have to do in order to be of different background cultures and stuff like that and just to like find that love for each other and the, and the blend their families who are very li- traditional families you know yeah. in a way and then coming together I think it's the most beautiful thing that's, that's like yeah. I would I love, love you to guys see that. yeah they're amazing I mean it's just it just makes me feel like this is what the world is and what it should be about and I love that they kept tradition because sometimes we just decide Oh, let's just keep it basic. Basic. So you right? don't have to offend anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's just, you know, walk down the aisle, maybe have two different priests from whatever right. denominations you're from or something. But I love that they're like, Let's blend our cultures, right? Because that's the beauty of it. Agree, you know? agree. Gorgeous. I, I think that's it's, it's just it was just the most fantastic story that they've shared, and I, I've known this for a while. But I'm I look at them all the time, going, oh, "This cool. is what to me what like blending cultures of uh, differences of sounds like, like a movie. It's yeah, right? right. It does. Sounds like it should like be a movie because everything that comes up to that right. must have been frenetic. Yeah, it's like and, Bollywood and like 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 kung fu put together. Totally, just yeah. Just badass like bong fu, <laughs> 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 Bollywood. I'm gonna make a more. Bali poo, you know, so yeah. I love all that. 
So me and my ex now, you know, for me, it's like what I love for all the mixed races and just interracial dating and things like that, guys, is that you come out with the most beautiful kids. I can tell that oh, it's like my, God, my daughters totally. are just like they're exceptionally beautiful skin, like hair, like everything. I mean, you're getting all these mixes that make the perfect specimen of people now as well, which yeah. is great. So, well, it's like it's not like a, not like if you keep on, you know, being with your own race, it's inbreeding, mm-hmm. but it's just gonna nothing will change, you yeah. know, not right. like anything has to change, but change is good, evolution is good, right? You know, and eventually, if we all like um, immerse enough. There might be a superhuman. This is true. But not, you I know, think that might be not... me, actually. <laughs> you know, that eighth Asian I got of me. Thanks, Dad. You know, I think that might be me. You know, I'm just, but that'll, it'll be naturally, not like we're creating it in a lab. Right. But just because we're, we're mixing naturally. But yeah, I, I love mixed people. You, you know, know, I'm 90 years old, right? You know oh, that. I look like course. I'm like 30, I mean, Christine. Look at me. <laughs> I'm three decades yeah, you're, old. You're no amazing. one knows. Your skin is yeah. flawless, girl. This is interview with the Asian right now. <laughs> interview so with the vampire. It's the same thing. But no. But I think to can you imagine if we start mixing so much because we look the way we are because right. um, geography geography lends to how we eat, to how we live, and this morphs how we look, our stature, and everything. That's correct. But imagine this. The world is getting smaller. We're traveling more, you know. And if we keep on mixing, maybe, not that I'm saying I would hate to see a world where there's just um, all these different colors. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But what if one day there was just this wonderful human that, you know what I'm saying? The only reason we talk about ethnicity mm-hmm. is because we can see each other that's correct if we walked around blindfolded just talking to each other we might not like each other for some of the things we say but we could not immediately not like somebody that's true that's a very good point so one day what if there was just this person that was just are you saying that we all should be blind no oh my <laughs> god no. Humans blind? No, you know what this is a good theory but I'm, <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with it i'm just saying that one day no one will see color. Yeah, I agree. And but that but I don't that, want. I don't want to make a colorblind either. <laughs> no, but you're right about. But but that's you know? where it is. That's why I'm saying our children of like all these mixed races and ethnicities and just mixing of cultures. That's what it's going to become because yeah. we as parents now, like for my daughters, like you know, I just all I tell them every day is like, look, I go, you're half white, you're half black. I go, you have some Asian in you, you have this in you, you know. But all I know is that you girls are just who you are, and just never let anyone tell you different. Like your mom said to you, yeah. it's like you know follow your heart and just and don't ever let anyone tell you anything differently mm-hmm. you know let let your heart sing and and let that's where sing. i feel like a lot of how it is and that's why i always love no matter you could put in like an asian a black an indian and like um, a white person together think of school when they were little you know yeah. like if they have they have no clue on what's going on they just play with each other because they that's all they know it's like we just want to play we just want to play and have friends yeah yeah you know? agreed no, yep. like, um, preconceived anything about each other, except for, like, if, you know, your lunchbox is better. <laughs> you have a better lunch than me. Those simple things, Oh, you know? the better lunch than but me thing, yeah. I saw the coolest commercial. I think it was in The New Yorker or something, but um, it was basically a little kid. And, he, oh, excuse me, sorry. He had a parent behind him. Okay. And then he opened his mouth, but his parent was shouting and their tongue was going through his mouth. Okay. And so basically it meant that um, you end up being sometimes what your parents are constantly ta- teaching That's true. you. So That's what comes out true. of your mouth 
might not be you, but it was what you heard. It's your parents talking. Right. You right. Know? And I'll I'll lead with uh, then we'll we'll end with that then because guys, what she's saying, and this is something I find wholeheartedly and firmly believe in. It's just that. You know, just let's just make the world a better place to be in and just, you know, everybody keep their eyes wide open. Like like Christine said, you know, it's almost better just to be just blinded by just just knowing people and just loving people and don't ever be intimidated or afraid of anyone out there and just, ex, you know, explore. And there's a whole world that you might not you might be missing out on because you're only only exploring like a third of your of yeah. your culture or your life when there's this amazing culture out in the world. And that's why I think traveling you know, traveling, traveling definitely gets you to do that a lot. And also, don't be afraid. Everything starts with a smile. Like, there are so many people that have not smiled at me. And I don't think they ever would, but I smile. Mm-hmm. Might take them, like, a minute. And when they smile back, I feel like I cracked a code. Right. Or just to say hi. I love how you say that. I yeah. firmly believe that 100%. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. All right. So, we are now, Christine. I always have a question Uh-oh. at the end of every episode that I'm going to ask. And so, okay. let me get it out hold on and the question today is all right christine so now it's time for the question of the episode so after end of every episode we have people like sending in questions and dming me and all these things like that and i really appreciate it guys please keep sending in questions because they're pretty incredible today's question is and christine you're gonna answer this first dear chris i've been dating someone for two years now and for the life of me i can't seem to get along with his mom she's always in our business incredibly intrusive and he just doesn't see it i think he would rather sleep with his mom than with me what should i do that's a pretty good question okay so i would say um at this point you are the second woman and he is an adult and so he needs, well, depending, I mean, you're just going out and whatever, but if you want a longer term relationship. Right. But they've been dating for two years. Okay, two years. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a long time yeah. then. I would say this. I would say let him have time with his mom. Okay. And then you go do your own thing and he can choose which woman he wants to be with because he's making you do that, you All know, because right. he should have, there should be separation. All right, you're, you know? you're way too nice. I'm, I'm going to answer this correctly. Okay, here's my take on it. <laughs> here we go, guys. First of all, you need to tell the boy to get off that mama's tit. That's what I'm going to say with that. Because he's on, <laughs> he's on the bottle in the tit way too long. He needs to, like, separate from his mom. I know that they got this bond. He's probably, if, if she's by herself and could be of what of age, that's probably one thing because that's all she has is his son. But he needs to learn that you are the priority in life. One thing that my mom told me, and this is before I got married, she said, you know what, Chris? She goes... When you're married, that's your family now. I'm yeah. secondary, you know, and so he should be putting you first. I'm sorry. That's just it. You know, if, if, his, if you feel that he's putting his mom first, you need to say something to him and really have him think about what this relationship means to him with you and him right now. Um, and if his mom is, is who you think she should be, she should understand that she's secondary. I don't, I don't think that any mom should come first in anybody's relationship. Yeah, that's so, so true. Get off the tit. Tell him. You know, you want to rebuttal to that one? <laughs> no, you said what I was thinking, but I am much nicer. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Thanks, girl. Thanks. You know what? That's why we All right. So boom. There we go. All you right. This is back. why it's my show, and this is why she's my co-host. <laughs> no, but she'll get better at this. 
All right, guys, that's another episode. Christine Wynn, I am so thankful that you did my show today. You are so beautiful and amazing. And, and, and I'm so time. happy that you just keep on pushing, girl. Thank um, you. Is there anything that you want to plug right now that you're doing? Please share. Um, you know what? If you guys want to go on my YouTube, I have two different channels. The one that I would really love you to go on is I have a cooking show that I would love you to watch um, because I always want to share food and I call it breaking bread because that's the best way to meet somebody over a meal sometimes. So it's um, youtube.com slash seasoncat slash C-E-E-N-N. It's C, the Kristen <laughs> Wynn Network basically. And then you can find me on Facebook. Um, it's the number one, Christine with a C-H, Win N-G-U-Y-E-N, and then the number one. And then uh, Instagram, the number one, and then my name, Christine Wynn. And then I'm also on Twitter. It's N-C-R-Y-S-T-E-A-N. She's got a lot of things going on, guys. She's got a lot of followers. Just Google me. This girl's doing it, man. I mean, she is working it and she's killing it. You are rocking it, girl. Thank I'm you. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's great to have you. All right, guys, that's another episode. And you know where to find me at Christopher at dating-intelligence.com or just pull up all my social media, anything dating intelligence on social media. Keep asking questions, keep sending them in and I will get to them when I get to them. And I hope that uh, this was a show that you love today, guys. And uh, peace.